Hollywood is rated LGBT Radio, starring your host, Rob Watson! Yes, here we are again with another episode of Rated LGBT Radio, and I am your host, Rob Watson. Um, today we are unveiling yet another new film that is hitting the United States. Um, very, very excited about this one. Um, the film is called Jose, and it is an incredible film, and it's depicting the story of a working class young man in Guatemala, and it is so authentic to the working class class experience in Central America. Um, it was made with the utmost care by the writer, director, and producer. Um, they kept everything real, um, not staged, wanting to give the, the really deep, personal, sort of firsthand experience of what it is like to live in um, Guatemala and um, other South American countries where um, there's a lot of poverty, a lot of evangelical philosophy, um, and kind of an oppressive um, environment to be in, especially one for a young gay man, and um, what that experience is, both coming out, coming to terms with one's sexuality um, in that environment, but also with the overlay of today's hookup technology, which is as prevalent there as it is in the United States. Um, so our guest today um, is going, are going to be um, George F. Robertson, who is a writer and producer of the film, and um, a very special guest, Enrique Salanik, who is the star who plays the title character, Jose, um, and has had the extra experience of being banned from coming into the United States by the Trump administration. So we're going to find out about um, both his film experience um, and everything about playing this wonderful character and the embarrassing experience that our country has um, exhibited by uh, not allowing him to come in to promote this really incredible film. Um, with that, I'd like to bring on board my co-host, Brody Levesque. Brody, how are you doing today? Hey, Rob. Good afternoon. And I am so looking forward to speaking to George and Enrique about this film. Um, I had an opportunity to uh, watch a screener uh, of the film. I thought it was outstanding. Uh, it opens tomorrow in Los Angeles. It opened um, on January 31st in New York. This is a film that I truly believe... A lot of folks, uh, even outside of the LGBTQI community, uh, particularly in our ally community, need to go watch and, and they need to have, you know, an understanding of just how tough it is. And the overlay, I think, to this film, of course, is the oppressive nature and policies of the Trump administration with the remain in Mexico policies that they've had with the issues that we've had with the LGBTQI caravans from Guatemala, from Honduras, uh, being either stopped at the border or once they're across the border, particularly uh, the trans folks being, you know, put into detention facilities and then essentially just lost there in the system forever. Um, and it, it's just kind of a, a mosaic of the, of the difficulties that go into all of this. Um, and I think, uh, and of course, we're going to talk to Enrique and George uh, but I'm going to give the director a shout out. I think Lee Chang did an amazing job with this picture. Uh, the filmmaking I thought was brilliant. Uh, and I'm really, really excited to talking to these two. And, and, and hopefully I think, you know, once it opens in wider release um, after the Los Angeles premiere, um, I, I urge our listeners and our allies, please go see this film. It's, it really is that good. Um, speaking of the Trump administration, uh, yesterday the United States Senate voted to acquit the president of both articles of impeachment. The president took a, what could be loosely termed a victory lap today in the East room of the white house, uh, where he essentially more or less, 
uh, thanked everyone uh, who had participated uh, in what he sees as a victory over what he calls the impeachment hoax. And then, of course, he laid into the media, my profession. He laid into the Democrats. Um, and every awful nickname that you can think of, he applied to people that he considers his quote-unquote enemies. And it just wasn't a good time. Uh, on that, I'm going to add a personal comment to my broadcast brethren in Atlanta and New York and Los Angeles. Why you guys didn't cut away from that and just treat it as a news story is absolutely mystifying to me. That was a campaign event in the White House. It was foul, and I'm sorry, guys at 30 Rock, 57, Avenue of the Americas at CBS, you folks at CNN in Atlanta. Yeah, you know what? You guys blew it. And with that, I'll throw it at you, Rob. Okay. Thank you, Brody. We're, we'll, we will veer away from uh, Washington and uh, return our focus to uh, Guatemala. And I'd like to bring on the show uh, right now the um, producer and co-writer of, of the film, Jose, uh, George Roberson. George, welcome to the show. Hi, hi Brody and Rob. Uh, great to be on. Uh, thank you. Uh, lots to talk about. Yeah, yes. no, it's um, yeah, incredible film. Um, now, you have won numerous awards in various film festivals already. Um, we have the Academy Awards coming up on uh, this week. Will you be qualifying for next year's Academy Awards? Uh, that is a good question, and I, and I don't actually know the answer to it. I was just wondering because when I saw your film, it reminded me not so much in story, but in the immersion in the environment and the culture um, of the film Roma, which did um, pretty well last year at, at the 1999 Academy Awards and, and showing that, that cultural experience. Um, so anyway, I uh, hope somebody's working on that because you deserve to be part of that, that, that horse race. Absolutely. So can you take us well, back yeah. on where, where did this, this film come from? Where did this brainchild come from for you guys? Well, so uh, three, three and a half years ago in August of 16, um, we uh, had decided over uh, myself uh, and director Chung had decided over some months, you know, before that, uh, that, uh, that we were really dissatisfied with what was going on in the U S. And so we decided to leave the country, uh, sell out everything uh, and take, you know, sell our condos and car, you know, that kind of thing and, and go to Latin America uh, with with the purpose of uh, of a listening tour, a listening and looking tour, and then to make a movie uh, that would return to some sense of reality, and so the the film Jose is is a result of of that. So that that's just an interesting journey for you guys to, to um, with what hap has happened in America that you know, so many people did threaten to leave but didn't. But you guys actually did it and went to the place that, um, unfortunately, our government or many in our government has actually vilified and, and been demeaning to. So it's uh, actually kudos to you guys to, for getting into that. Um, and and what, well, yeah. what prompted the idea of this particular film and this storyline? Right. Well, so. So we're not, uh, you know, we're not like industry guys. Um, you know, we're we're artists and we're academics, and so it's uh, it's really a um, really a project uh, of 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 art and of the academy, uh, and with social justice in mind. And uh, so so that's how we wound up in in Guatemala because we we researched in in eleven other uh, Latin American countries first. Uh, around 20 of the largest cities, and we wound up filming in Guatemala for for a number of different reasons, uh, but but not the least of which is that on the one hand, all these things that we're talking about, a lot of these these problems and uh, uh, are are, um, you know, are 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 probably worse in in Guatemala than than in most of the other countries, uh, but in the meantime, Guatemala also has the 
uh, youngest youngest population in all of the Americas. So on the one hand, there's there's these these really bad problems, but on the other hand, there's all these young people with incredible uh, hope and incredible skills and incredible desire. Uh, but what there isn't is opportunity. And so when we rolled into town, uh, saying you know that we wanted to to make a movie, you know. Uh, and the, these were our ideas and we wanted to build up the team, you know, all the young people, everybody wanted to be in. And so we got the best of the best, uh, you know, for, for everything. Now we did go to a lot of other countries first, uh, heard a lot of interesting stories, you know, met a lot of good people, uh, but, but nothing like, uh, the kind of, uh, synergy that we needed, uh, which we found very quickly in Guatemala with, with uh, just the desire and the effort and the skill of the young people. Wonderful. Well, with that, I'd like to bring on one of those young people um, right now who is the lead actor in your film and the star, um, Enrique uh, Salonic. And Enrique plays the part of Jose. Um, Enrique, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be with you all tonight, this afternoon. Uh, it, it is thrilling and an honor for us to have you here. And I'm really feel deeply apologetic the the treatment that you've received in trying to get to the United States to promote the film. That's unconscionable. Um, why don't we start with that? What what has happened with that? With you trying to come in and um, just to be here to promote it. Uh, well, since uh, uh, the film uh, Jose was going to be premiered in the movie theaters in the United States of America, I was invited by the film production uh, distributor company Outsider Pictures to present Jose around the many cities in the U.S., which started on New York City this past January 31st. But when I applied, uh, basically what they told me was that I can that I could misuse the visa and that I'm a flight risk because I don't have enough ties to my country, which was very confusing to me at the beginning because I have I, I graduated from college in Westminster College, which is in, is located in Fulton, Missouri, for four years. Then I worked for a while. And then I decided to co to come back to Guatemala because I wanted to share my experience and give back to my country. And so I just wanted to present the movie to Jose and then come back to my country, keep going on with my projects. So that's why I found it very uh, confusing and disappointing at the same time. Yeah, I, I find it ridiculous and awful. And um, that, that's... I, I have no words for for how how little sense that makes. Um, but let's focus on on the the, the film itself. Um, what did you think when you first heard the project, and um, did you think you were going to get the lead character in it? Well, when I what, uh, heard from George uh, and Lee, I well, of course, I was very excited because I. At that point, I had already decided to do acting uh, since I had my experience back in Canada a few years back. And so when I was here in Guatemala, I did my first movie called Days of Light. And from that movie, I went on to meet Jose with, with George and Lee. And uh, what most called my attention was their energy and enthusiasm to do this project in Guatemala. And I was like uh, very moved by uh, whatever, uh, uh, but their proposal. And of course I thought, okay, we're in a very conservative country where a movie of, of this kind wants to be made wants to be made but needs to be made and I say okay let's do it because if we wait for Guatemala to be ready I think the world is going to end first oh good point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really good point 
Yeah. Um, what is what is the distribution plans for the film in Guatemala itself? So uh, this is well, George. I'll, I'll jump in. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, George. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll jump in on that because uh, because I think Enrique doesn't know because uh, even even I don't know uh, because things uh, things are evolving you know uh, quickly and day by day shifting around uh, so there were concerns uh, about uh, premiering the movie in in Guatemala uh, as Enrique was saying uh, it is a conservative country and you know there was uh, questions about. Uh, you know, was was the country ready, and uh, you know, was it a good time? Uh, and like Enrique said, if we waited for you know the perfect time, we we might have waited forever. Uh, but what we decided to do uh, was we decided to wait a bit and to build up the reputation of the film uh, in other countries uh, with audience and with media and with awards first. Uh, with with the hope that it would be um, you know more more accepted um, in in Guatemala, and so I'm I'm very happy to report that that, that is uh, what we did and that's what happened. So uh, you know it was in Venice Film Festival for the world premiere. Uh, it won Queer Lion. Uh, then it travel has traveled now to over 50 countries. It's been in. Uh, you know, 80 uh, festivals and 100 cities, you know, around the world and uh, and has won many, many awards. Uh, Queer Lion was a big win. Uh, but also, for example, another very big win was um, in uh, in Mumbai in India. They have one of the largest uh, uh, queer themed film festivals with films from 160 countries. Uh, I'm sorry, 43 countries and 163 films, and, and Jose was awarded the best script and the best film. So after we had these uh, experiences, um, then we decided, okay, now is a good time to go to Guatemala uh, to show the film. And a, and a really great, very experienced film festival right in Guatemala City uh, had, had been uh, expressing interest and desire to show the film ever since Venice. And uh, so um, we worked out with them uh, a very good plan to, to properly present the film, to properly uh, honor uh, Enrique and all of the uh, Guatemalan cast and crew, uh, you know, with, uh, with good media, with a red carpet event. Uh, and, and then it turned out with two sold out uh, megaplex theater side by side uh, with a, a you know a, way, a line of people waiting uh, you know that couldn't couldn't even get in because there wasn't enough uh, tickets. So our our uh, our fears of uh, uh, you know uh, unhappiness over the movie really um, did did not happen. And uh, so so uh, I'm delighted to tell that story. Let me uh, let me hop in for a second. Go, uh, go ahead, Rob. I just I had a question. No, no, no. Go, go for it. Go for it, Brody. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna because I have traveled to Guatemala as a reporter, uh, because I'm very familiar with the country. Um, and this, this is kind of both for you and Enrique, as as well as for you, George. Um, the first thing is an observation. I loved the authenticity of the film in regards to dealing with the reality of a day-to-day routine. I thought it was critically important in the way that uh, Lee managed to work the actuality of the routine into the film. From Enrique, you out there flagging down the, the paso, passerbys for, you know, La Camida, to the way that the, um, and I'm, I'm going to call her an abuela because she just struck me as an abuela, but the mama and, and the way that she, you know, goes and she goes to these places to, you know, sell you know, the food and, and everything about it, just it just the authenticity of the reality for Guatemala just rang through. And Enrique, one of the things that I appreciated about your performance was it was almost like traveling with some of my friends at NBC News with a camera crew and, and a news uh, crew and watching them film a documentary uh, for broadcast. I mean, it had that feel to it. So that said, George, 
how was it to film in Guatemala? First of all, um, where were you in Guatemala City filming, or did you have another place that you filmed? And as you're filming, how was the reception? You know, obviously you can't do like the United States where you pull a permit and close an entire neighborhood down. So how was the reception to filming uh, in Guatemala? Well, so uh, we were filming uh, primarily in the city, in Guatemala City. Uh, up in the highlands and you can see it's sort of cool there and we were filming in the winter time uh, and then we also um, did uh, a shoot on the west coast area in Mezzatenango and then we also did an eight-day shoot in in the east part of the country in Isabel uh, in the on the Caribbean coast region and uh, we we had very good experience uh, ev- everywhere we went uh, people were cooperative people were helpful uh, when we needed a lot of extras, you know, people uh, kindly came out and volunteered their time and, uh, you know, often sat around, you know, for hours uh, waiting until it was their turn. Um, and um, and the Guatemalan government was also uh, very helpful um, with uh, particularly with supplying um, uh, police to to uh, to go around with us so that we would have an official presence of uh of the police um and uh you know also also for our safety because unfortunately the reality is is that uh it it is uh it is a violent country uh mm-hmm. it is a place with uh with a, a high risk of um of uh you know for your for your personal safety true yes i agree yeah, yeah that's true <clears throat> Yeah, I really appreciated the uh, a lot of the scenes where the <laughs> it was so natural. I mean, it was so to Brody's point, it was like you know it was very much day in the life, and it, you know I was taken by the the extra people in the scene, how completely authentic um, their behavior was, not just themselves, but but it it never it looked like you know, you somehow got into this crowd of people that were just living their lives. And, um, you know, it, it took you out of the idea that you were actually even watching a movie per se. Um, but I wanted to go back to um, the creation stages um, that you were going through. Um, Enrique's performance is, he's beautiful. It's nuanced. He's authentic. Um, you know, perfect, perfect for the film. How did you know? How did you find Enrique, and how did you decide he was Jose? Well, so uh, director Chung uh, would be the best one to to talk about that, uh, but unfortunately, he's stuck on a plane uh, on the way to L.A. right now, uh, and so so obviously couldn't be on with us. Uh, but uh, but you know, I was uh, I was there and working on it too. So what I'll say, uh, which is is different than what director Chung would say, but uh, I, I met I met uh, Enrique the uh, you know at the very first meeting and in fact I was the one who uh, you know scheduled the appointment uh, for him to meet uh, Director Chung and myself and uh, I, I was very impressed with him uh, you know right away and and so here's here's the little story so uh, we were talking to a, a potential sound guy and uh, when Enrique arrived and, uh, and so I. We were in a coffee shop, and so I said, oh, you know, come over and, and sit down and join us. And, and why don't you take a look at this half-page uh, synopsis um, about the story? Just, you know, see if it would be something that you'd be interested in. And so Enrique sat down and, uh, you know, in these kind of lounge chairs, you know, kind of sitting back reading it. And, and as he's reading it, you know, he's, he's not lounging anymore. He's not sitting back anymore. You know, he's... He's pulling forward, you know, more and more and more. Um, obviously, you know, he, he wanted to do it um, and uh, and then was waiting in anticipation, you know, until it was his turn uh, that we would be done with the sound guy. And, uh, you know, so, so that's how it started. So, of course, nothing was decided at that moment. Uh, but, but it was a very strong, uh, you know, opening performance. And uh, I was I was very impressed with that, and I'll and I'll always remember that. In the meantime, uh, we we did uh, casting, uh, and at first our our associate producer you know scheduled a, a casting, 
an open casting call. And, uh, and I said, okay, well, great. You know, and how many people do you think we might have? And he said, oh, you know, a dozen, you know, maybe we'll get, you know, 25, you know, that would be really great. Uh, it turned out we had over a hundred and we were absolutely oh, wow. overwhelmed. And, but in the meantime, uh, director Chung really did want to see a lot of people. So through the course of the production, uh, he did see, uh, and consider, uh, more than 600 people from, from all over the country. So you can see that, uh, you know, Enrique really, really stood out. Um, and, uh, obviously we, we couldn't be more happy with his uh, performance and, and we're shattered that he's not in the U S uh, not so much to promote the film. Uh, you know, that would be great, but for him to be in the country, you know, to, uh, you know, to promote himself, uh, because, yeah. you know, he, he should, he should be in the next, um, you know, uh, HBO Latino, um, uh, you know, South American film or Central American film, et, et cetera. With him not in the USA, it, it's a little harder. So, uh, you know, thanks again to you guys to, to uh, you know, make the extra effort to have him on the air, you know, live from Guatemala. And so we're going to just keep doing, you know, every time, you know, we're sort of knocked down, we, we try to see it. Uh, as some way, as an opportunity that we can turn things around and we keep going. Uh, because again, Jose is really meant to be a social movement. You know, so it's about love on the one hand, it's about struggle and problems in Guatemala on the other hand. But, but in the much broader sense, you know, it's about social, political, and economic problems that are not working all over the world for young people for minorities, for women, for old people, uh, et cetera. So this is our broader message. This is our broader agenda. Yeah, on that and, note, and, I'd like and, to ask Enrique something. <laughs> Go for it, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Enrique, um, you did an absolute perfecto, un perfecto portrayal of a young gay man from that part of the world. And it was so authentic. Talk to me and, and Rob and our audience. Where was your inspiration? Because I got to tell you, I, and I'm going to say this over and over again, I felt like I was with an NBC camera crew filming. Okay. You did a really good job. I mean, when, when you were on the motorcycle, when you were, you know, in, in the intimate scenes, as particularly the intimate scenes. But you know the one thing that really struck me, Enrique, when you were with um, Tu Mama, that was perfect. I mean, that was so believable, so dead on. I could see the emotion in you. I could see, I could see exactly. Where did that come from? Do you mind telling us? Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, of course, I I don't I don't mind. I um, before um, and during the filming time, of course, once I knew I was going to be working on this movie as the main actor, I ha I took the my, the liberty to talk to as many people and friends from the LGBT LGBTQ community in Guatemala and their friends, and so I had a chance to hear a lot of stories, most of them very, very harsh and some of them very moving. And I think uh, I, I think the hardest part was to synthesize all these stories into one, into Jose. But as we were working on the movies, we, on the movie, we, Jose just uh, like flow with the, with the filming and in in some way, all those stories were in my head, were in me. I was carrying all those stories that I heard, and in some reason they stood up whenever they had to. So it was very important for me to talk and to hear all those stories during the filming time. So uh, I think uh, part of that was also the responsibility that I had during the movie of speaking of having that voice for so many other young people 
who don't have the chance uh, to to be uh, who they are. And yes. Okay. Well, I I'm yeah. going to quote uh, one of Rob's sons. Okay, Enrique, you nailed it. <laughs> Good. And <laughs> thank you. And and to be yeah. To be fair, my my son did not actually make that saying up himself, <laughs> but uh, he uses he uses it a lot. So yeah. So um, Enrique, I wanted to take back take you back to George's story though of of when you you got the um, the the story perspective is in your hand and um, you went from the relaxed casual position to sitting up and eager. Um, what was it? that hooked you so strongly and who is Jose to you? Who is the character of Jose? Well, uh, what I think uh, motivated me to do this project when I was talking to, to Lee, to Cheng and to George in that coffee shop, uh, besides their enthusiasm and energy, I, I told myself, uh, I, to be honest, I was okay. This is a, a very strong message, a very like very important project to have, and uh, I wasn't really sure if they knew how conservative Guatemala is. And but after looking into the way they say things and how they communicate in their energy. I was like, okay, uh, this is this is something that they know what they are doing, and I was like, oh, that at that point I was very sure of my orientation uh, because I I am very fortunate of having a very like very supportive family, and I say, okay, Jose can be that person who can who doesn't have that who doesn't have that voice who doesn't have that support of their family uh, because mm-hmm. many people uh, don't. And from those interviews that I had with friends and friends of friends, I had the chance to hear their story. Some of them were kicked out of their houses. Some of them, they were, their the financial support was taken away from them. Uh, or they were trying to make them normal. And like I put that in quotation marks. I did see that I was very fortunate to have the family I have, and for that I'm very grateful. But not all of not all of my friends and friends of of those friends have that same opportunity. And when I saw this chance, I I saw a chance to speak up for them, to give them a voice, because I think it was very important for Guatemala uh, to have hope. And I think Jose has gives them that hope and that strength because uh, he um, like we see him like not <laughs> uh, like suffering for loss or enjoying his happiness or falling in love, but we don't see him uh, either. Like we don't see him crying to a point that he uh, suffocates in his own world has to move on, he needs to be strong. And I think that's a lot of inspiration that I think for me is very inspiring. And I'm sure it's very relatable, not and not only to me and not only to the LGBT community because Jose has many, a, a lot of human emotions. And I think for that, Jose is very relatable to so many levels in the world. Mm-hmm. And what what part what aspect of this um, part was the most difficult for you? The most difficult part, I think, it was to synthesize all those stories, especially the ones of falling in love or having that sense of loss or sadness. You know, uh, how how could I portray those emotions into the into the big screen? Because at the beginning, when I read the script, I thought, oh, uh, and, I, and I got to the 
to the intimate scenes, I was okay. <laughs> how how is it going to be made? And like before uh, before everything was done, like before the filming started. But to the, when we got to those intimate scenes, uh, Li Chen was very very subtle and smart about it because uh, he made us. So me and Manolo, who plays Luis, uh, made mm-hmm. us got each o- uh, get to know each other. And so we became very good friends. And to that point, those scenes, uh, they just uh, flow very smoothly and very nice. And I was surprised by it. You know, it's like, wow, okay, this just, this just happened very, like, naturally. And at the end, I was uh, more... I noticed that to synthesize those emotions was like were the hardest, you know, when he when he loses somebody or when he falls in love or when he's very happy, you know, because I think those are things that are very important to show that uh, it's another coin of it's another side of the coin that is important to show for the LGBTQ community, not only the intimate scenes per se. No, absolutely. Good job. Absolutely. Yep. George, um, you've opened in New York. What what has the response been? Well, yeah, so we opened in New York uh, on uh, on Friday, uh, Friday the 31st, uh, just a, a week ago. And uh, we, we had a really overwhelming response there, uh, overwhelmingly positive response. And uh, it was at the Quad Cinema, which is, you know, iconic uh, – uh, art house theater with four screens, uh, just half a block from uh, Parsons School of Design. Uh, you know, it's been there since the 70s. Uh, you know, lots and lots of uh, premieres, uh, important premieres there over the years. And uh, director Chung was there. Of course, uh, Enrique was supposed to be there also, uh, but wasn't uh, because of the problems uh, we've touched on already with the visa. Uh, but uh, director Chung was there, did uh, five Q and A's over three days. Uh, all of those were completely sold out. Uh, and then, um, you know, then there were other shows, uh, op- open shows, uh, that, um, were also very well attended And the, the, you know, in terms of the box office, uh, you know, in terms of the numbers, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh the box office was, uh, quite a lot more than sort of our, our highest hopes, uh, because, of course, we do want to get money coming back in. Uh, this is a project that uh, Director Chung and myself have uh, financed until now uh, exclusively from our own pockets, uh, from the proceeds of, of selling our uh, homes, as I mentioned at the top. So we are hoping right. to get uh, at, least, at least some of that money to come back in, uh, which you know would then help with, uh, with a future project. Um, and in the meantime... Uh, there's, uh, you know, they have four screens. Uh, they're showing about six films, you know, uh, rotating across uh, those four screens. And uh, some of those are uh, are international Oscar nominees, uh, et cetera. And uh, so very proud to report that uh, Jose's, uh, you know, box office was, was by far the largest, um, you know, for the weekend, uh, far more than, than any other uh, film that they have showing. So uh, we're, we're very encouraged by that. Yeah. Fantastic. Brody? Well, I do, one, of the things, one of the things that um, I think is kind of important here, George, is that in terms of wider distribution, once you leave the, 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 the theaters uh, um, and, and you start looking at other you know, venues and, and moving the film forward, um, my experience with LGBTQ independent film is most recently some of the best successes have been moving it uh, into venues like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or one of these other venues. Have you guys entered into discussions uh, with these folks to possibly move Jose uh, into streaming? Yes. So, so that, uh, that sort of thing is, um, uh, you know, is, is negotiated and handled by the U S distributors. So that's outsider pictures uh, in Hollywood. Uh, Paul Hudson uh, do, doing a great job, um, you know, with this kickoff in New York. 
and uh you know again we're we're sort of newbies you know to to the sort of industry part of it because we're artists and we're academics you know only uh and so that's why it's great to to partner with uh you know with a top team very experienced in this and as i understand it from paul uh the, uh, the, the, his strategy, the best strategy uh, he felt with, with Jose uh, was to start it in New York, start it in Chicago, start it in L.A., uh, and start it in South Florida, uh, mm-hmm. and then see about a wider uh, release, as, as you mentioned, uh, and, and glad to, to say now that it, it is going to be in at least a dozen major cities um, in, the, in the coming month or so. In the meantime... Uh-huh. As you're mm-hmm. also suggesting, moving from that uh, into um, you know into a, a, a streaming situation where uh, people could get it uh, you know at home you know all over the place uh, would be the ideal next step. And uh, so so I know things are in the works, uh, but uh, but but not uh, not set to you know announce yet. Uh, so the important thing at the moment is, uh, you know, for people that that can, you know, to come out and, and see it in the theater. I, I absolutely endorse yeah. that. And I will say this again to our listeners. Please spread the word on this film, especially our uh, Latinx uh, and members of the LGBTQI community in places like Houston and places like uh, Phoenix and other where uh, San Diego. Get the folks out. Go see this film. It, it is it is literally that authentic, and as Rob knows, I do not watch poetic about things. But this one, uh, yeah, this one, it's a must see. Uh, George, when when will uh, Brody just ne- mentioned a bunch of cities that unfortunately the film isn't in yet? When when will um, it get into, uh, for example, Northern California and um, different areas like that? Well, so it's it's booked into uh, San Francisco, uh, but the actual uh, date and such has has not been announced yet. Uh, but Great. what people can do is uh, they can follow on the on our uh, on our Facebook, uh, Jose the movie on Facebook, and you know we're updating every day with uh, what's going on, uh, and they can jump in. Uh, you know, thirty thousand followers now uh, around the world. Uh, they can also go to. Uh, outsiderpictures.us slash movie slash Jose. And, and that has uh, the, the chronological list of the cities, the theaters. You can click into, um, you know, uh, where, where to buy tickets. And so, so that's always uh, updated also. So, George, I wanted to, to – uh, and thank you for that because so, that the, the where to find this is, is an important question for our listeners – um, but I wanted to take we, – we talked to Enrique about his incredible work on this, um, but yours also. You were co-writer of the film, and um, you guys kind of went through the same process that Enrique described in terms of researching and talking to many people, hearing many stories, many experiences, and honing them down to this one simple story. Um, what was that process like, and what what did you write that didn't make it in the film? Uh-huh. Well, so, uh, you know, so there was a script um, that uh, was originally done, you know, uh, 120 pages. And, uh, you know, the sort of rule and thumb of in film is, you know, a minute a page, you know. So that'd be, you know, that'd be a pretty long movie. Um uh, you know, too long. And, and in the meantime, um, uh, our, our process in terms of the script is to, to write the best script we can and, and hold it, hone it down. Uh, but in a way to, to have that script to then throw it away, uh, because we want to improvise, uh, and use intuition on the set, uh, a lot of a lot of people think, oh, you know, you don't need a script at all. You, you just you just uh, you know feel it and uh, use intuition, you know, from from the get go. Uh, that might work for somebody, but it definitely wouldn't work for us. Our our process is to start with uh, the best script we can. Every you know, Enrique knew the script inside and out, uh, but then that 
allows us then to, to have that as, as sort of a jumping off point. And uh, be, because of this kind of uh, chemistry and, and electricity of Enrique, Manolo, Ana, who plays the, the mother's role, uh, and, and also with the, with the team, you know, the cinematographer, the, uh, you know, the uh, other crew that's on set, you know, people get an idea and then we can run with it. And uh, in the meantime, uh, just taking one really big step back, uh, you know, my background is, is, is as an academic. And so I've been doing um, academic research on, on, uh, on society, on culture, on cities around the world, uh, you know, for 20 years. And so I bring that uh, experience in uh, 50 countries around the world. I bring that to this project. And in particular, uh, I'm a post-colonial scholar. And what that means is that we work in countries uh, around the world that have uh, 200, 300, 400 year legacies of violence done on mm -hmm. the culture, on the country by uh, this footprint of colonialism. And a lot of people think, oh, well, when the colonialism ends, you know, boom, then, you know, then everything's OK in the world. But it's not like that. Uh, there has to be processes in place to overcome these hundreds and hundreds of years of violence uh, that was done onto the place. And, of course, Guatemala was a, uh, a, you know, a gross victim of these kinds of processes. And so uh, I have a, a long history uh, of working to contribute to undoing these things. And so this film is, is, a, is an instance of these types of efforts. And, and it shows. I, mean, I have to say, I've talked to a lot of um, independent filmmakers and uh, different people in Hollywood with, uh, and a lot of LGBTQ filmmakers, small independent films, people who haven't, were not successful in making their films, but going with an idea. And I have to say, yours comes from a whole different place of this um, cultural study and and really a deep intellect behind behind the scenes of, of what appears to be just to Brody's point, a simple day in the life type film, but it, it represents so much more than that. Um, but I do want to ask you as a writer where, because uh, I, being a writer myself, I know what that, that birth process is. Um, what, what of this film is, not the study, the intellect, the the um, the the uh, motivation, the, the the impetus of the film. But what part of this film is you personally? Where is what is this film representing your own blood, sweat, and tears? Right. So so uh, you know we uh, as we probably talked a little bit about, but. You know, we, we went to all these countries. Uh, we did this listening tour. You know, we did this looking tour. Uh, we interviewed hundreds of young people uh, like Enrique. You know, when he was doing his uh, direct research, we did that uh, first. And uh, when, when we started this, we, we had no idea, you know, to be in Guatemala. We had no idea for it to, be an LG, to have an LGBT aspect. Uh, the, the basic idea was to return to some sense of reality. So, so that was one of our basic aesthetics. Now, in terms of actually writing this script and this story, uh, we heard just some, some shattering stories. Uh, and, and Enrique was uh, also talking about that. Uh, but it one, so just to pick out one, for example, uh, I heard a story from a 17-year-old guy uh, who had recently come out to his mother, uh, a guy living in Guatemala, came out to his mother as gay. And she said, she said, well, you know, that's okay. You know, it's, it's only you and I, uh, and, you know, we have to take care of each other. And, you know, I, I can accept that. But, but the real shame, the real pity is, is that you will never know true love in life. Mm. And, and we just could not let that stand. That you know that the idea being that somehow uh, that somehow the the love 
that homosexuals have and share with one another is somehow less than the, than the love that heterosexuals have and feel and share, and that somehow it's on the level uh, that, it's, that, that our intimacy is not love, that our intimacy is something like, like an animal or something like that. And we just felt like we, we cannot let that idea stand. We, we must challenge that idea directly. And so, uh, you know, among many other things, but, but this was one of the things we felt we really had to challenge and we had to really get right. And so uh, I, I hope that we did. I think you did. Yeah. Well, you really and, did. Yeah, and, and ironically, um, that exact thing was said to me by my mother when I came out, just FYI, um, almost those exact words. So, yeah, that's, um, that's incredibly universal. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Enrique, I have, a, I have something that I want to ask you. Um, what's the most important thing, okay, to you as an actor and as a, and, and as a young gay man in Guatemala that you want American audiences who see you act and who see your film What's the most important message that you want them to take away from the film? Uh, yes. Uh, that if, if you're feeling alone or that you're the only one having these feelings of loss or loneliness or even rejection, uh, don't ever think that you are but yourself. There might be physical distance, but there is a whole worldwide community going through these, these experiences. And think about it and find energy. And like I said before, uh, um, yes, this world is full of darkness, but you can find light if you look for it. And so Jose, I think, shows that light to you. Agreed. No, I, I agreed, and that's just that's absolutely brilliant, Rob. Yeah, George. Actually, I'd like you to answer that same question that Brody just asked Enrique. Um, what do you personally, um, with all the work you've done, finding the right country, um, finding the right culture, the right environment, um, what do you want American audiences to take away from this? Right. So, so. Um... You know, when we when we started this uh, project, our our idea was to go out and look and listen, and to make a movie that we could that we could build bridges. You know, that we could connect people, and uh, that was three and a half years ago. And it turns out that the last uh, three years has been all about building walls and and cutting people off. And uh, so I think to us the the most important thing is. Uh, is uh, get people out, uh, see the movie, feel it, think about it, uh, debate it, you know, talk about it. And, uh, you know, I, I, think it, uh, I think it can reach, uh, you know, far beyond, uh, you know, sort of some niche as a LGBT, LGBT movie, you know. I think that, uh, that the Jose character is, you know, is a gay guy, uh, but... Um, but I think that his circumstance uh, is is really not not too different than uh, than a straight guy would be. Uh, a lot of the you know most of the same kind of struggles and and repressions would be the same. Uh, and that's what I'm hearing from uh, from my uh, straight friends, from straight uh, straight audience, uh, from straight allies, and uh, also that that people would really pay attention to the. Uh, the social, political, and economic level, uh, because I, I really uh, hope uh, that, that people will see it in this context of a, of a very broad situation that's not working, uh, including right here in this country, where the social, political, and economic systems are not working for the clear majority of the people. And so the movie is right. about uh, is set in Guatemala, um, and but but it's it's very much about uh, about these problems, and you know we try to tell it in a very simple way. 
so that was one of the biggest challenges was to to have all of this backstory and all of these uh, ideas and emotion and passion, but then to present it in a simple way, not not like a telenovela, you know, which is common in Latin America with a lot of you know drama, uh, but to show it uh, really the way people live their life. Uh, wonderful, gentlemen. I, I want to thank you both so much for being with us. I want to thank you for your work on this film. Um, you know, obviously, this has been been a long time coming. Um, one thing I want to ask you in our last few minutes: uh, What should we have asked that we haven't asked you yet? Yeah. Any idea on that, Enrique? <laughs> uh, yes, I think you got me off. You caught me off guard, but I, uh, I think uh, just I would I instead of answering the question, I would just like to invite my friends who are in the U.S. and uh, I'm. Just also want to say thank you for all their support because they are inviting their friends uh, to go watch it in L.A., in Chicago, and in New York. And so I am very moved by their support. So, and I think uh, it's something that I really appreciate because my staying during my staying in the U.S. was very all my friends that I met there were very nice and kind. Wonderful. And so Wonderful. The, and George, can you give, so go ahead. Yeah. So the, the question I would say, you know, is just, just about problems, right? So, so we had, we had problems at every step of the way. Uh, and we, we really just tried to take every, um, you know, problem as uh, somehow uh, giving us a, a new opportunity but probably our single biggest problem was that, uh, you know, that we're academics, we're artists, we worked in different ways. The, the film looks different and feels different than what people are used to. And our single biggest problem was that the industry, um, you know, was, was either ignoring us uh, or, you know, actively working to, you know, put, push us down. Uh, because we're not in the industry, you know, and uh, right. and we were seen as, you know, unwelcome competition. And so this was our single biggest problem. And this is this is what we continue to fight every single step of the way. That's that's why, for example, your question at the top of uh, our discussion about the Oscars, you know, that's an industry thing. And, and we're not industry. And so, you know, the, the truth is that we have no idea. Um, about it. And so, you know, we need people uh, who, who can help, you know, help us reach the audience, help us reach the, uh, the media, help us to reach campuses, to reach professors, to spark debate, uh, to spark, uh, you know, to bring about awareness. That's what we need. Uh, excellent. Well, we are we're doing everything we can to help you get that, and we wish that for you in in a very big way. Um, we are out of time. I want to thank you both for 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 being on, and um, you know Enrique, especially calling from Guatemala. Um, you guys are phenomenal. The film is phenomenal. Um, I want to thank Brody. I want to thank our listeners. I also want to thank our sponsor. We are proudly sponsored by the Los Angeles Blade newspaper. And the L.A. Blade is the Los Angeles Metroplex's only weekly paper, and it is distributed in print and online, and you can find it at losangelesblade.com. Also, don't forget, Out in Santa Cruz, which airs Saturday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Pacific, or I mean 10 p.m. Eastern, and that you can listen to live stream on www.ksco.com. For Brody and myself, we will be back again next week with another riveting rated LGBT radio, and we can't wait to speak to you then. You've been listening to rated LGBT radio.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.